about to listen to my mom's show. What's my show about, Jesse? I have no idea. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, today's show is about getting untangled. What does that mean? Uh, that's the perfect question for me to say. Let's find out. Here we go. I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL. I did. I truly laughed out loud. Now, this may be the dumbest thing in the whole world, but it worked on me. There's a dog chasing a train. Hey, Natalie, how old are you? I will pray with you now. Before you leave, I have to pray with you. I'm here for the people in the hood. You know, Jesus is my very, very best friend. Pray without ceasing, which is not some sort of so heavy I can't do it command. It is this breath of fresh air that I am involved in what God is doing in the earth today. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talked to the mailman. <laughs> is that Twitter? Life with Lisa Williams is like a cake. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is, this, this is, this is life. life. This is life. 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 This is Life with Lisa Williams. I gave my copy of Untangled away to a friend, so I ordered another one off of Amazon a couple of days ago, so it should be here really soon. And that's a compliment to the Bible study that we're doing in July with Women Who Believe. You don't have to have the book. You can go to womenwhobelieve.com right now if you want to dive into this Bible study that Julie Thomas has created as a companion to the book from Carrie Scott, Untangled. I recommend you buy the book. I don't get any kickback or anything if you buy it. I'm just saying, hey, Let's get untangled. It's kind of funny when I first heard about the book and started looking at some of the information about it. I thought, (laughs) this is really weird, but I thought it doesn't pertain to me. (laughs) I'm not really insecure. And God has a sense of humor because (laughs) he began to just open up my eyes to see what I need to get untangled in my life. It's really been a fascinating process. So I just want to encourage you if you think, well, I'm not tangled. I don't really need this Bible study. Take a moment and pray about it. But like fasten your (laughs) seatbelt before you pray pray to ask God if you have some knots of insecurity and if you need to get untangled. I'm I'm just saying you might want to hold on (laughs) before you pray that prayer. And so if you want to get the book, LifeWithLisaWilliams.com has a link where you can go to Amazon and order it and try to get it um, sooner than later so that we can read it this month together. And at WomenWhoBelieve.com is where the Bible study is. Julie Thomas had Carrie Scott speak at a women's retreat a few years ago, and that was the first time I got to meet Carrie. And since then, she's become my friend, and I'm really honored to have Julie and Carrie here today. And I want them to explain their friendship to you because they they have kind of, it's kind of a weird friendship. It's so true because Julie and I pick on each other all the time. Like every time we meet at Chili's, which is, you know, fairly regularly, she is late every stinking time. No, it's true. It's true. And so I get there on time and then I get a text 10 minutes away. So throwing me right under the bus with due cause. (laughs) I can neither confirm nor deny any of those previous comments. Yeah, I just I can't. Yeah, I I got nothing. You guys have an interesting relationship. We do. We do. I've known Carrie for decades, decades. I worked with her. Uh, She was at my wedding. 
I saw her little girl moments after she was born. I mean, we've just been in each other's world and I am so grateful. And it's been so amazing for me to watch God move in her life and bring out this whole book that she has written called Untangled. And it's just been so amazing to watch God move in her life and and just to watch her become um, real and vulnerable and be willing to just share her story, which is a pretty intense story. I mean, if there are stories to be told, Carrie Scott has has a pretty intense story. And if you haven't gotten the book Untangled yet, I, I really want to encourage you to do that because we are beginning a study on Yay! that. For the month of July, we're going to spend four weeks talking about what so easily tangles us up. And that's what her book is about. All these different roles that we find ourselves in as women, uh, whether we're friends, whether we're wives, mothers in the workplace, whatever we've got going on. And Carrie really dives into all those different things that tangle us up and, and just make our lives a mess. Because so often we kind of get stuck in these different things, don't we? We are going to be unpacking over the next four weeks these four major tangles. So tell us what those four are, Carrie. Well, first of all, I need to I need to back up a little bit here, girl. Okay. I need to let you know that it is a miracle that Julie is my friend. And here's why. <laughs> wow. I was a complete mess. I mean, the fact that Julie loves me today based on how I used to act and how I used to be is really proves that there is a Lord. Explain. Unpack. What were you like? I don't understand. Okay. Well, for example, when we worked together, I didn't come in every single day because I lived up in northern Colorado. So I would come in once or twice a week. And if there was anything on my desk missing if, if anybody had laid a stray piece of paper or taken a pen or my or my stapler was gone, it was like Armageddon. Or if your Starbucks wasn't hot enough. Well, there's that. But anybody would be upset about that. That just makes total sense. But anyway, I was a complete nightmare when I would show up at the office. If anything was... And, you know, on my desk that was foreign, like a piece of paper or somebody else's pen or pencil, I was, I mean, I just, I went to, you know, DEFCON 4. And so Julie, because she was so sweet, would run around and try to make sure my workspace was clean by the time I got there. And, and I didn't even really realize this for the longest time, but she just kind of loved me when I was completely unlovable, which is why I now love her because every time we meet for dinner, she is late. <laughs> so hey. I it's true girl it's just reality so why were you so messed up about your desk what was wrong with you um a control issue maybe <laughs> I I have um I have abused the word control most of my life actually but Julie has been one of those friends that has stuck with me when nobody else did and I can't even look at it right now because if I do, I start crying. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but we abuse one another in such a fun way. Yes, you I mean, do. there is nobody. I will just text her and say, "You're a loser," <laughs> for no reason. Or <laughs> That's, I don't know any other friendship like these two. It's the weirdest friendship. I mean, who says that to their friend and it's okay? <laughs> It really is. We absolutely razz one another, and that makes it so much fun. And so I just, I love Julie. I'm so Aww. glad that you are my friend and you loved me when I was completely a brat and just so wounded that I was angry and I, and I just, I hated myself. And so I hated everybody else. 
so much love, <laughs> so much love, and a really interesting friendship. And that's why it seemed appropriate during Julie's time with Women Who Believe, which we try to do every Tuesday, that Carrie would be here so that we could dig into Untangled together. Carrie and Julie have a tight friendship. Julie knows Carrie's story. You might not know her story yet. And so we're going to talk about it a little bit right now. We're going to encourage you to buy the book so you can read read about what happened. Because Carrie, I was pretty surprised, to be honest, when I started the book. And it wasn't like, hi, I'm Carrie Scott, and here's a little about my life. It was like, here's the letter to my abuser right out of the shoot. I know. That was... That was a difficult way to start this book out, but I really felt like that's exactly what God wanted me to do. He wanted me to just throw it out there and just get that out on the open because what I've learned is that this this abusive encounter that I had when I was four years old was my ground zero, and it is the beginning of all of my tangles. You see, when when this man abused me at four years old, he said these words to me. Like, it, like the abuse wasn't bad enough, but as I was leaving the apartment, he said this to me. He said, you are bad and you are dirty and you will never be worth anything. And I believed it. I mean, why wouldn't I? I was four. And you believe adults when you're that young. And so I I internalized this message. And because I didn't tell my parents about it for eight years, because he said I would be in trouble, it took a long, it had a long time to really take root in my self-esteem. And so this book really is my story of that and the tangles that came out of it and just how messy my life has been. And the four tangles that we're going to talk about over the summer, this, this July study, the four tangles that we're going to really unpack together are going to be shame and unforgiveness and fear and then worthlessness. And every one of these four tangles, and believe me, I, I have so many more, and I bet, I bet some of you do too, but these four tangles have been the knots that have held me the tightest, held my self-esteem hostage for most of my life. We have time today to start untying the first one, and the first one is shame. I think that shame... It, it really is just that thing that just kind of sits over you and kind of stays with you through the years. It's interesting. I was just at a um, high school reunion here a couple weeks ago, and I was sitting down with a friend of mine, and her and I have been friends since, gosh, junior high. And her and I were just kind of talking about different people there, and, and in the middle of our conversation, she kind of pointed out uh, a couple people that she had remembered that had bullied her in high school, and I had no idea. And, and so she kind of told me some of the details about that and, and how she remembered every detail of it. And just that, that's, that heaviness and, and uh, just, just those feelings that she carried around for, for decades. And I then recalled a similar type of story of somebody who I knew was upset with me and, and I had done something wrong and I could, I could account for, for all of those feelings, but I'd carried that around for just, again, just decades. And I think, Shame has a way of doing that where it just sits in us for so long and we may not even know that we're carrying it. Oh, I think you're spot on. As a matter of fact, when I started writing this book, I I would have uh, laid money on the fact that I wasn't shameful. I I thought that shame and guilt were the same thing. And, and since I'm not a real guilt-ridden person, I thought, well, I'm not shameful either. And I remember I was writing one day and I, the word shame started coming out through my fingers onto my keyboard. And, um, and I stopped for a second and I said, Father, are you telling me that I have shame in my life? And I couldn't believe it. I actually had to go look on the 
up in the dictionary. I had to find the definition. And I was I, I broke into tears. I, I literally think I fell to the floor. And, and I realized I was so covered in shame. And here's what I learned. Um, you feel guilty for something that you've done, like you've messed up somehow. I mean, who hasn't messed up? But you feel shame about who you are. So let me say this again. When you are struggling with guilt, it's because you feel bad about something that you've done. Somehow you've just you've just pulled a bad one. You've you've made a bad decision, a bad choice, and you've said something, you've done something, and you just feel really bad about it. But shame is a whole different ballgame because because listen to this. When you are struggling with shame, it's because you believe deep down inside that who you are is not okay. And there's a big difference there between shame and guilt. And sometimes I just think the idea of, of shame is kind of a mystery. And it's hard to wrap your mind around. It's hard to understand if that's what's really going on. But here's the good news. And here's what gets me so excited about this study for the next four weeks is that God completely understands what's going on. And it is not a mystery to him. It, he is not confused by any of it. And the verse that leapt off the page to me as I was thinking about this, as I've been praying about this, as I've been praying for you, knowing that you are going to be listening to this show today, and, and you're thinking, that is my story, and I am drowning in shame right now, and I, I don't know what to do about that, and I need somebody to come along and encourage me and show me some light and some truth. Well, this verse is for you. And the verse is Psalm 34, verse 5. And just listen to this for a moment. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. And here's what I loved because when I originally read this, I read it out of the New Living Translation. And it says that no shadow of shame will darken their faces. Not even a shadow of shame will be on your face as, as you turn your eyes and as you look towards the Lord. Not even a shadow of shame is on your face because the only way that a shadow can appear is that, is that something is blocking the light. And for whatever reason, you're out there and that shame is blocking that light between you and the Lord. And there's no shadow of shame when your eyes are fixed on the Lord. And so I guess where I get excited about this with you, Carrie, and, and to think about the study that's ahead of us is that we're just going to dive into the word and we're going to see what God's word has to say about this word of shame. Because the only time I've ever found healing in my life, the only time that I have ever walked away from a tangle or a stronghold that I've had in my life is when I have just completely soaked myself into God's word and allowed it, allowed its supernatural words to wash over me and transform me from the inside out. Amen to that. Julie, you know what I found and what I realized in writing this book is I have tried to fix myself. For all of my life, I have been looking to things to make me feel better. Cookies, community, church, you know, whatever it is, Chardonnay, I mean, whatever it is. <laughs> it all started with a C. I know. I, that, that's cool how I did that, wasn't it? Uh, but I've, I've looked to try to fix myself. You know, that's what the world tells you to do. You've got all the power inside of you. And it is not until the Lord came in and and transformed my heart that I had any freedom from these tangles. See, everything I was doing was behavior modification. You know, I I took care of the of myself. I journaled, I did self-care, I muttered sweet things in the mirror to me. I did the counseling. I did everything and I got to the end of me and I realized, 
My only hope is you. So this book, Untangled, it is not a self-help book. It is not a five, here are five steps to freedom. This book is a reminder that you, sweet friend, are not alone. I understand insecurity and and it's a tough one. This book is going to be a reminder of that. And it's also going to be a reminder that the only the only one that can fix you, the only one that can untangle your heart from those knots of insecurity is the Lord, the divine untangler. And so my hope through this study is that you will seek him, that you will cry out to him and he hears your cry and will come in and completely untangle your bruised heart. That's so good, Carrie. So maybe you've discovered that you are struggling with shame. Maybe God just spoke to your heart through what we've been talking about and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I don't like who I am. And and there's shame that you're struggling with. I don't want you to think you're alone. You're We're in this together. And, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to ask God to continue to have this dialogue with you about shame. And I want you to jump in online with this study and and be a part of this because we are going to start unpacking this in great detail. And God has something for you. And, and I'm excited that you're here and you're listening. Yes, we are so glad that you're here. I'm so glad I'm here. I'm so glad Julie and Carrie are here. And I'm glad that together, we can push in to spiritual growth. I mean, it's just the best thing that there is. Freedom from shame is for you and it's for me. And identifying shame might be the next step. And maybe this isn't specifically for you, but maybe there's someone that you can journey with who needs to identify what shame is and receive the empathy and love of a friend like you. And so, okay, Here we go at womenwhobelieve.com. There's a Bible study this week for all of us to dig into. And if you come to lifewithlisawilliams.com, you can find out more about Carrie Scott. You can order the book Untangled, and then we can read it together and have an untangled summer. Hopefully my copy will be here soon, and hopefully I won't give it away again before I can read it, but you never know. But if you get the book and you're reading it along with me, let me know, because that's always encouraging. Uh, So thank you to Julie and to Carrie for being on the show today. Thank you to everyone who reached out to me after yesterday's show, just to be encouraging and say, me too. I understand what you're going through. I really appreciate it. So much more than I can articulate. Um, Also, I appreciate Melanie and Paul for all you do behind the scenes to encourage me and keep me moving forward. Thank you so much. Hey, hashtag thanks for listening. 